You, this is Pastor Tito here welcoming you to another episode of my weekly revolutionary podcast where my job is to help you find faith in Christ and how to follow through with your life. And today we are going to do that by tackling one of the most curious and confusing elements of the book of Revelation, the mark of the beast. Now, you might have an idea of what it is. The reality is that a lot of people have a lot of ideas and it's hard to find just the right one. But just because it's confusing and just because we don't know exactly what it is, doesn't mean that we can't learn anything from it because the Holy Spirit inspired that and put that in there. And he is the one who leads us into all truth. And I believe that there is something that we can hold on to today. So let's dive right in and see what God has to say about the mark of the beast. We've been at this for like three months now. I can't believe it. We're almost there. We're, we're rounding third base. We got a couple more weeks to go. But in this whole study, I want to remind you again, once again, for those of you that know and read the Bible and, and have grown up in it, or maybe this is your first time, I want you to remember that the book of Revelation is not just this story about how the world's going to end, even though it's part of it. The book of Revelation is, the whole point of it is to reveal Jesus to us. That's why at the very beginning it says, this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And everything that God does, I want you to know how good he is. I'm telling you, we are going to be so overwhelmed. Even those of us that believe in Christ, we're going to be so overwhelmed to see the effort that God goes through so that we can see him, so that we can know him and we can be and have a relationship with him. And that's what this book is all about. It's getting a pure and a better vision of Jesus. Yet this is the kind of picture that none of us really want to confront. This is because really the, the, book, the book of Revelation, the majority of it, from all the way from chapters 2 and 3, when we look at the, the seven letters to the seven churches, this is a very, this is a Christ that cares about his church so much. He's willing to say the hard truths and say, look, y'all got some work to do. Y'all got this, y'all got this, y'all got this. I'm like, Jesus, why are you so critical? All right. And then you got the rest of it from Genesis 6 all the way through 20. The theme of that is the wrath of God. I'm like, why? You got to be so mean. I mean, it's weird because we, we don't want that picture of Jesus. Let's be honest. You, you, don't want, you don't want that smoke that Jesus offers, right? That's not it. You don't want that. You just want the, uh, you know, just love one another and, and, you know, just be good and love your neighbor, right? That's the kind of Jesus that we want to put in our box. That's the kind of Jesus that we want to be able to then, I can see how I can love him but still live my life the way I want to. And Revelation is all about, nah, man, there's a king and it ain't you, all right? You can be a Lower, all, right, my, all my ladies, look, you can be a lowercase Q queen, all right? You a lowercase queen, all right? God's king, all right? God is king. And fellas, yeah, he, he's the one. He's the one. And this is one that's really difficult to see this side of God. And so we've been looking at the wrath of God the last two weeks, and the one thing that we're going to focus on today is a very hot topic one, man. It's the mark of the beast. Really quick, online, give me a thumbs up. Have you ever heard of that one? Anybody real quick? Have you ever heard of the discussion of what is the mark of the beast? What is the mark of the Antichrist? Now, in even me saying that, you already have a couple images. Maybe based on your understanding, based on a movie you've seen, right? Maybe it's a, you know, you think, oh, is it going to be a tattoo? Is that what it's going to be? Is someone going to put a barcode on me, right? Is someone going to, like the popular one, right? Is someone going to put a chip, right, in me, in my hand? In my forehead, like, yo, the craziest one that I heard was everybody saying, I, there was a, a rumor, okay? There was a rumor. Like, I'm sorry, some of, you know, Christians, sometimes there's some of us, 
talks about that those who bear the mark of the beast, the mark of the Antichrist, which we were talking about, whether he is going to be a physical tyrant figure or uh, just this is going to be something that's going to continue to happen. Those that bear the mark, Scripture says, will spend an eternity in hell. And that's a very difficult thing to, number one, say because it's going to be true. And it's, I know it's a difficult one to hear. I know it. So this is why it's so important to figure out, yo, which mark do I got, man? Because I told you, you are all marked already to a certain extent. You got to figure that out. Which is it? Because it matters. It matters which mark you have. And so we're just going to look at, in uh, verse chapter 13, we're going to look at two verses. We're going to put it on the screen for those of you that don't have it. And uh, we're, this is the introduction, the real explanation, where we get a lot of the details. So let's just go ahead and look at it. Revelations 13, 16, and 18. If we can put it on the screen so everybody can read along with us. And here we go. And it. Now the it is the false prophet that we talked about last week, okay? He is the one that is supposed to lead the world into worshiping and accepting the Antichrist or Antichrist system. This is a false form of uh, religion, okay? So, and it, the, the false prophet, makes everyone small, great, rich, poor, free, slave, short, tall, fat, skinny, everybody, all right, to receive a mark on his right hand or on his forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark. And the mark is explained. The mark is the beast's name or the name, I'm sorry, or the number of its name. Next verse says that, and it, oh, I'm sorry, and this calls for wisdom. So notice the author's calling. Hey, y'all got to pay attention. Y'all need, to, y'all need to some access and tap into some wisdom for this next thing I'm going to say. All right, here it is. I'm going to drop it. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, because it is the number of a person. Its number is six, six, six. All right, if you've ever seen those numbers, seen those phrases, all right, that's where it's at. So what do we do with this? What do we do with this? Well, let's just look at three things. We're going to look at the location, the purpose of it, and really what's the whole meaning of this mark. Number one, you already saw where the, where the location is, right? Where is it supposed to be? On your hand? And on your forehead. Now, that's interesting that that, those are the two locations that the Antichrist wants to mark his followers. Because there's another verse way at the beginning of the Bible where God actually explains where his people ought to be marked. And it's not a coincidence. Same two places. Don't believe me? You can look it up. This is in Numbers. Oh, my gosh. Deuteronomy. There he goes. It's Deuteronomy. All right. Six. Chapter six. Verse eight. Here, God is giving and communicating through Moses, giving the final, his farewell address, right? Moses has led the people of Israel for 40 years now in the desert. They're about to go conquer the promised land. He has mentored a new generation that's going to go and do that. And he, and throughout the whole book of Deuteronomy, which is Moses' farewell address, he goes and reminds the people and says, the Lord your God says, and this is the great schema, like this is uh, the great scheme, I don't know how you want to call it, the, um, really the, this, this thing that it matters so much to the Jewish faith and even ours as Judeo-Christian faith. He says, listen, the Lord God, he's one. And you will love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you will love your, all that said, you will love your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you need to teach your kids about it. And he goes into that, pass it on to the next generation. But then he says, these words should be, you should tie them around your, bind them on your hands. And they should be at the forefront of your mind, on your forehead. 
Now, some of you might have seen some Jews during some religious services that they'll actually have a little box. They, they have taken this physically, literally. They took it now, you know, symbolically, which they know what Jesus was talking about. But they also have taken it literally to show a physical representation of a spiritual reality. So Jews, you'll, ever, you'll see them sometimes. If you've ever seen somebody with these black straps, okay, wrapped around their hands. And then they got this little box there, all right? You know, this little box at the top. And then they do the same thing. They wrap their foreheads. And they got this box on the forehead. And when you look at the box, the box is covered in Hebraic language and, and letters and stuff. And inside is the word of God. And it's supposed to represent God's words. Because Jesus, God said, hey, bind them on your hands, put them on your forehead. And they're like, all right, anybody got some rope? All right, let's do this. And so, like, they have done it literally to me to represent the symbolic nature. Why does God... And apparently the Antichrist, because look, that's, how the, that's the game that the devil plays. He tries to mimic everything that God does. Why would the devil want to mimic God? So, it's, so you are so confused. Oh, wait a minute, which one's which? You catch that? That's, that's the game. That's the game. I saw I was, uh, my kids like to play uh, Among Us now. It's a little popular game with a lot of kids online. And, and Among Us is this, you're trying to find one of them is the imposter. One of them is like it. And you got to try to figure out the imposter. And one of them is sus. Well, listen, Satan is sus, okay? Satan is super suspicious. And you got to figure it out because he constantly wants to mimic God so that you can't, wait a minute, I'm confused. Which one's which? Because he kind of sounds the same and he kind of, he kind of feels, I don't know. He tries to mimic it to Confuse us. And so here that God says, mark the foreheads, mark the hands. Literally? No. Devil, same thing. He wants this antichrist system, which is this demonic thing, wants to mark our heads, mark our hands. Why? What does that mean? Is that going to be a chip? Maybe. It could be. All right? I mean, do you guys know that companies have been talking about that? They say, hey, you know, we, gotta, we put something in people's hands where now, hey, you know, oh, forget my wallet, right? You ever do the pat down, fellas, ladies? Yeah, maybe it's like the... The, I don't know, maybe you look at the purse. I don't know if you do the pat down. I do the pat down. It was a triple pat down, right? Keys, phone, wallet, right? You ever done the, the, you ever done the pat down leaving the house? Keys, phone, wallet. Now it's a, it's a four pat down, right? Keys, phone, wallet, mask, right? You, you got to make it. It's like, oh, my mask. Okay, you got to remember that one. It's like a quadruple pat down. And so the thing is, like, oh, oh, man, if we had just something in our hands, we could just, boop, you know, just scan something. If somebody is passed out, they have said the, the application is great. Man, if somebody's just unconscious, uh, uh, you know, paramedics and they can go scan your hand and they can see oh here's the medicine that they need here's their condition here's their medical history those are all things that are being discussed and sounds great you know that sounds interesting right the application is great but why what's the deal with the forehead and the hands here's the thing when God says you the my words should mark your foreheads it's meaning he says my words should be at the forefront of your thoughts you get that that the truth should be at the forefront of your thought. That the, that the truth of who I am, the truth of what I speak, ought to mark your thinking. That's what that means. And that right hand, or the hand in general, biblically, is always application. Like, you know, everything that you put your hand to. You ever heard that phrase before? That means what you do. So meaning, when God says, my truth, my word, it's not just something that you just kind of like put on your, you know, dashboard or something like that. And like, oh, it's like an ornament. No, the truth ought to mark your thinking, mark your living. That's what it's supposed to be. It is supposed to influence you. So it's no coincidence that there is a mark here that the enemy wants to put on the same two places. Because the enemy doesn't want your mind marked by the truth of God. He wants it marked by a lie. He wants it marked by something that's almost right. That ain't right, but almost right. And not only does he want to mark your thinking... He wants to mark your living. And here's this. This is the key, guys. This is why up here is so important. Because, listen, if you can, you know how you can control a person? 
right here. You can control an individual with never putting any shackles on them if you can live right here, rent-free in their brain. That's it. And there's, they're, they look, the enemy is living rent-free in a lot of your people's heads right here because you're letting them. And it's the, it's, the, it's the lies that are up there that mark your thinking. And when it marks your thinking and now it marks your living, now he got you. He can just kind of put you on loop. He don't need to deal with you anymore if he got you up here. He can just put you on loop and you just, you're going to be your own worst enemy at that point. That's that matters. So you can see here, ultimately, whether if it's a chip or not, ultimately, that is the end game. It is to control people, to manipulate people, to keep them from saving grace in Jesus Christ. That's what those two locations of the mark mean, ultimately. Now, I say, and then what's the purpose, right? I kind of just said it. The purpose was what? Control and manipulation, right? Did you see when it said, what, what was the whole purpose of having those things? It's so that whoever doesn't have the mark can not what? Buy or sell, right? So whoever doesn't have my mark cannot engage in economic, uh, you know, whatever, economic transactions. And listen, that is uh, not only is this situation, well, we can see, let me, let me phrase that differently. You, know, you can look at today and understand how that plays out, right? Look at, look at the suppression of information that is happening right now in the world today for, in the internet alone. Right. If you do not uphold, if you are not a part of the team, right, if you don't have, if you're if we're going to push a, a biblical verse, a, a biblical concept, a message that goes against what the world or the platform, the standards of some of these platforms put out there, what do they do? They cancel that. They suppress that. They keep with Google and analytics. You might search for something and, you know, there, there's formulas and things that are purposely suppressing certain things to manipulate our thinking so that it will manipulate your behavior. Listen, that's happening now with the election like nobody's business. I don't care what side of the aisle you want. It's the, the, the game is played on both sides. In fact, we saw last time how much foreign nations were trying to manipulate us as Americans during the last election by one foreign company, one operative would put out a post for that would be pro-Hillary and then a post that would be pro-Trump or a pro, you know, one for the conservatives, one for that, and just to get us all riled up and fighting each other. And so then they're just standing there watching, eating their popcorn, looking at the show. That's, that, that's real. To see the amount of suppression and control and manipulation up here. Because if they can get it here, they can influence the decisions you make all across the board. Especially any decision you make to following Christ. That's what it is. And so not only is it a thing that we all have to deal with, but we've seen it in history. Have you not looked at, read history and looked at, for example, just one. World War II, you've seen Nazi Germany. They marked their enemies. If you were a Jew, what was the mark that they put on you? A yellow star. And that mark was a mark to say, this is who you are. You don't want to play this game. You don't want to be a part of this system. Marked. You couldn't do anything if you had that mark. And by the way, I want you to know the, the Jews were the only ones that were marked. Uh, Christians and others, they all were marked. And, and it was different depending on the circumstances. And if you had that mark, it automatically was like, all right, here, you can do and not do. You can participate and not participate. Even businesses. Did you know that, that there was a time that there were people who, listen, I just want to make a living, man. I, 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 don't, I don't care about all this. I'm just trying not to starve to death. And so then I was like, all right, well, if you want to play, if you want to participate in, in the Third Reich and all this we're doing, then you need to mark your businesses. You need to hang a Nazi flag 
Even though you're in union, and that's solidarity or else. So people would go against their conscience to hang a flag just so they can actually engage in commerce because they didn't want to starve to death. That was that form. That is very similar. And, and hey, listen, it can happen again. There are people right now, there are people in, in government. Nah, some, hey, there are people in government. There are people in politics. There are people in uh, Hollywood. There's people, there's athletes, there's these people in there that are closet Christians because they know that, man, if I say I'm a Christian, if they say how, you know, what I really believe, I'm not going to get hired again. That's their thinking because they'll know, oh, you're marked. You're marked, and they mark you and they won't hire you. I mean, look at the companies, man. You saw how they tried to cancel, you know, how long ago they tried to cancel Chick-fil-A. I'm sorry, that that chicken is just too, that's the Lord's chicken, all right? The Lord's chicken is going to be served at the banquet of the great supper of the lamb in heaven. Just watch, okay? I want the spicy one, the deluxe sandwich. That's the one I want at my spot when I go to heaven. Write that down, all right? And so, listen, but do you see how they try to cancel that out? Because they're like, oh, the opinion of the owner, regardless of no evidence of discrimination in the company itself. It says, yeah, I just have this opinion. Mart, get them. Right? you see that? That's the thing. It's like that is something that is happening and will continue to happen and maybe even worse in the future, depending on how bad, how dark our culture becomes. Because the enemy knows, listen, man, I, I can't allow any light out there because any light means somebody can find it and be saved. So it's suppressing the information, intimidating you as believers. Oh, I, what, if, I, if I actually follow through with my biblical stance, what if I lose my family? What, what if they don't want to, you know, what if I, they, I, you know, they lose respect for me? I was like, well, you're going to lose respect for yourself if you compromise in that little way. That matters. That matters so much. And, and we don't do this out of hate. It's out of love for that person, out of love for them. And so we see that the purpose is to manipulate, the purpose is to all these things. That's what it is to bar yes or no. And this is important for us because when push comes to shove, what are we going to do? I mean, we read this. Uh, for those of us that were watching earlier, we've been doing the seven letters to the seven churches, right? We talked about how some of the Christians, that, that is the representation of that anti-Christ system that wants to mark all unbelievers. I mean, Nero and Domitian, all these guys, I mean, they did some disgusting things to try to kill and suppress Christians from spreading the light, spreading the good news. And so what does that mean? What wisdom is John talking about? Are we trying to, like every politician out there, I'm like, hold on, what's his name? What's the letter? Spell it, please. Right? I got to figure out the math. You know, no, no, no. It ain't that far. It's not the kind of wisdom that we need. The wisdom that we need is the one that will help us to identify, to recognize, really, is to recognize, oh, no, that's false. That's not it. That's not the way. That's to, the wisdom that we need is to recognize so we are not deceived. And then the wisdom to recognize if we have been deceived, to repent so that God can alter our thinking and renew our minds so that he can renew our lives. That's the wisdom that we need. Because, listen, this whole six, six, six could easily also represent those three individuals that we are seeing playing out right now in Revelation. You got the devil. This is the unholy trinity. All right. In the, in the Bible, in Christians, we believe in the holy trinity of God the Father, God the Son, and God the what? Spirit. Well, again, devil trying to finesse and trying to, you know, make it look kind of way. He has his own unholy trinity. Satan as the father, the antichrist as the son, and the false prophet as the Holy Spirit. And the Satan representing everything, representing the lies of the enemy is the, the anti-world system, six. The antichrist uh, representing a false political system, six. 
And then the false prophet representing a false religious system. Six. All those. That, that's part of it as well. And then again, what is the point of six? Why six? Well, the author ends that statement. What did he say? This is the number of a? It's the number of a man. What does that mean? Well, when you look at Revelation, gen, uh, mankind was created on day number six. Created to work six days. Six represents who we are. And seven represents, oh, it is calling on the wisdom that only God can provide and give us. Because he is the one that can give us that understanding. And that comes from interacting and knowing who he is. So what do we do with this? Because I'm not helping you out. I'm like, man, 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 you ain't helping me. Is it a chip or not? Come on, man. I was like, I'm not, I know I'm not helping you because there's something more important that you need to focus on. And it's this. John said, actually, in 1 John 2, 8, John, the same guy who wrote this book, years before he wrote in one of his first letters, he actually said that many antichrists have already come and many more will continue to come. That's why we need wisdom to identify, nope, that's not the way, not this, not that, not this, not that. And because here's, here's the thing that's so important and that we, gotta, we not only need to notice it in others, but we have to notice it in ourselves. Because I told you a minute ago, right, that all of you are, you're kind of marked already. And there's something you can do about it if you don't like the kind. Well, here's, here's the thing that you, here's how to recognize how you're marked. Because we tend to move by how we're marked. You move by how you're marked. Listen, how many of you have ever gone through a tragedy, something so difficult that marked your thinking and that forever has now marked the way that you live because that was so traumatic, right? It's happened because you move based on how you are marked. How many of us have experienced like a triumph, something amazing, whether if it is like, you know, uh, something, God, a God moment or something positive that we're like, wow, that was cool. And that has marked your thinking. And now that has marked your living to kind of repeat that process, right? The good and the bad, all of it. Temptation as well. When you continue to fall into temptation and you don't allow God to deal with that, that sin is going to continue to mark your thinking. And if it marks your thinking of who God is and who you are, it's going to mark your living. We all move based on how we are marked. We all do. And you know what that mark represents? Because here, hey, the people here knew. The language that he was using wasn't a mistake because they had a certain understanding of marks in their time. See, back then, and even today to a certain extent, do you know who would mark people? Masters. A master would mark his servants. If they, you know, they would mark them with a ring in their nose or, or, a, or a brand or something like that, they would mark to say, look, this person is mine. He bears my mark. They would do that. Kings would go and they would issue, people would go off and they would have the mark of the king to show who they belong to. Masters would always mark their subjects with their logos and with the flags, right? We, how many of us, we do that? We see that, right? Well, we have um, farmers, right? What do they do? They'll mark their animals sometimes with a, a brand, and have you ever even heard of that modern term? When I say brand name, what do you think of? Right? Like Coca-Cola, right? Whatever, right? It's a brand name. Why is, what does that brand name mean? We are, in our clothing, a lot of us wear brand names. It doesn't mean that we are the owner of. It's just, right, it's, we bear that name. And so the thing is, masters mark their subjects. And if you want to know who your master is, just pay attention how you move. If you want to know who your master is, pay attention how you move. What is the, your, your form of thinking? your form of living, which master are you reflecting more? Christ or the antichrist, meaning the devil? 
Like that, God, that, that should mark us. And, and, and obviously, I said a minute ago, right, we're all born marked. You know what that mark is? I'll tell you right now. It's sin. Every single person, me, you, everybody, we've all been born. When we are born, we're already marked with sin. Sin marks our thinking, marks our living, and there's no other way around it. We can't save ourselves because that mark means we belong to a different master, and that master is not God. That's what that mark means. And listen, if you die with the wrong mark, if you die under the wrong master, you are not going to make it. You hear me? If you die with the wrong master, you are not going to make it. You won't. This is why Jesus had to come down here. This is why Jesus came to this world and lived what he did, and he did something amazing. You know what he did? Jesus received marks on his body so that we can have a new master. That's what Jesus did. Jesus came and received marks on his body so that we can have a new master. What were those marks? Listen, his tongue, his, he was beaten, punched, beard ripped out of his face, tongue swollen beyond. I mean, you could not, the, the, the scriptures say you, when you looked at his face, you couldn't even recognize who he was. That's how mutilated his face was. Why so much attack on that mouth? Why was his face, in, why was his face so marked? It was because it was us who have turned our face from God. And he received the marks on his face. Why his tongue? Because it was our tongues that have spoken sin and spoken hurtful, disgusting things that have sinned against God with our mouth. What other marks did Jesus receive? He received marks on his back with the cat of nine tails, which is a, a Roman whip that was not just a whip, but it was tied into it with pieces of broken bone, metal, nails, and glass. So this wasn't just a whip that whipped. This is a whip that ripped and his back completely exposed. Why? Why did he receive marks on his back? It was because it was our backs that carried the burden of sin. It was our backs that bore those, the iniquities of, of, of our lives. What other marks did he receive? He received marks in his hands and in his feet. Nails went through those wrists. Why? Why his hands? Because it was with our hands that we have committed sins against the Lord. Why his feet? Because it was our feet that walked wicked paths. Why a crown of nails on, why a crown of, of thorns on his head that was beaten into his brain? Why that? Because it was our thoughts that were horribly marked by sin. It was our sinful thoughts that have, that have condemned us. And then that last spear that he took into his side, close to his heart. Why? Because it was our hearts that was full of sin. Jesus received all of those marks so that by his resurrection, we can have a new master. So we can have a new master. That's why he did it. And now when we put our trust and confidence in Christ, it is the blood of Jesus that erases now that mark of sin. It is the, the blood of Jesus that erases that previous mark. And now we are marked by the blood of Christ. And that mark, don't rub off. That mark, you can't wipe that junk out. No devil can get, no, they'll try to confuse you and play a mind game. But when the, you are marked by the blood of Christ, that mark don't go off. That's what we have in him is that new master. So that we, and, and, and because of that, you know what? Now because we have a new master, we are called to move a little different. We're called to move a little differently. Let me read one last verse here. Revelations 14. This verse pops out twice within two chapters in Revelation, which I don't think is a coincidence. 
This actually pops up in chapter 13 when we are discussing the mark of the beast and the antichrist and the false prophet. It says something, that, and it repeats itself in verse 14. I'm going to read it, verse 14, 12. I think we have it on the screen. We'll put it up. In light of everything, in light of what's happening, in light of all that is going here in verse 12, it says, this calls, remember John says, hey, this calls for wisdom. But now John says, but this calls for, what does he say? Endurance from the saints who keep God's commandments, who keeps God's commands and their faith in Christ. Let me tell you, you know what, is a, what, what should mark all believers? Let me, if you're a Christian, you know what should mark you? It's not the fact that, man, my, my, my thinking is, oh, I'm not always thinking perfect or I'm not always living perfect. No, what should mark you is perseverance. Perseverance is what should, and perseverance is what should mark every believer in Christ. Meaning, you know, you, you fall, but you get back up and you keep moving forward towards Christ. That your movement is towards Christ. Even if y'all just like scraping along, I'm like, man... A move towards Christ. That is the movement. That is what should mark us is our constant, continual movement towards Christ that moves us in all that we do and marks our thinking, marks our living. That is what we are called. And only Christ can give us that. Only Christ. It is God that gives us that endurance. It is God that encourages us. He is the one that holds us together. It is him. That's why we have to hold on to him. Listen. Habitually, continually, it is said here that in the last days, many will not persevere. Even the elect, even believers will be deceived. And listen, this is something that you need to understand for all of us. And I want you to process this as we, as we wrap this up, as this one idea here. Because of what Jesus did, he received marks so that we can have a new master. You need to constantly remember who is your master. Who is your Lord? Who is your Savior? That is what should be at the forefront of our minds. And because of who he is and what he has done and who we are in him, that not only should mark our thinking, God's word should mark our thinking, it should mark our living. And it's Christ in us that does that. And listen, those marks that Jesus received, let me talk to the church for a second. I'm going to be honest with you. Here it is. Those marks that Jesus received should lead us to leave our mark on others, that through our words, through our actions. We're not here, guys, just to run out the clock. We're here to try to get one more, one more, one more. What could God do through me? What can God do through me? That's it. God wants to leave his salvation mark on others through you. And that's included. That's all of it. And because of that, because of all those marks that Jesus received, we have a beautiful promise Remember I said a minute ago, those who have the mark of the beast, they're going to experience eternal separation from Christ. You die with the wrong mark. I'm not saying if you're going to die with a chip or not. All right, that's it. No. If you die with the wrong mark on your soul, my sin, you're going to experience eternal separation. But when we are sealed in salvation, we will never experience eternal separation from God. On the complete contrary, on the opposite. And that right there, knowing that the, the marks that Jesus received should lead us to move. Jesus' marks should lead us to move and should lead us, number one. For some of you, if you've never placed your trust and confidence in Christ, it should move you to trust him. It should move you to call on his name. It should move you to realize that there is no way you can save yourself. It should move you. His love, his kindness. Man, why did Jesus have to go through so much? Why did he have to go physically that torture so much? 
Because it shows, man, it, it reveals a little bit of the gravity of the situation. How desperate we are. And because, listen, some of y'all messed up big time. All right? Some of y'all messed up big time. And so Jesus went through all that mess to make a way for you to come out. For make a way for you to find life again. For you to way to come back. That's what he did. But in that, those marks that Jesus received should move you to trust him. And then when that does, you know what that should move you then to do? Worship him for who he is. The fact that he has done that because now he not only does he call you. Now not only does, can we call him our master, but no, we have a father. That should move us to move towards him. That should move us to worship. And that worship should move us to work. To let the Lord continue to move in us and through us that he can keep leaving his saving mark on as many people as possible now you might not know what the antichrist the marks of the antichrist is but you know christ's mark and those marks matter most so now i challenge you what marks your thinking what marks your living Listen, if it's the blood of Jesus Christ, that is the only important mark that matters because it is the perfect love of God that covers a multitude of our sins. And it is only by the truth of God that we are able to be able to process, able to walk in the truth. It is by his grace and by his spirit. And so that is my challenge to you is, listen, be marked by the word. Be marked by the love of God. That's what matters the most. Just continue to throw yourself. That's what it means to be a revolutionary is throw yourself at the feet of Jesus because his marks mark you. And it's a mark of love that you are so overwhelmed by who he is and what he's done for you that how could you not, how could you not follow him? How could you not just continue to pursue him and continue to lean in and see what else he has in store, who else he is? That's what inspires me to continue to press on. And that's what I want to inspire you as well. It is the mark of Christ on us that matters the most. That's the mark of the godly misfits that matters. And so I want to challenge you to continue to press into the word, continue to press in with a community of believers that are also marked so that God can leave not only his mark on you, but through you in a lost and dying world so that many more can be marked and saved. Well, until next week. God bless you and keep pressing in and pursue Christ, revolving your whole life around him.